Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Let's give him all the glory this morning. Come on, let's stir ourselves. Let's give God all the glory. He's worthy. I praise He's worthy of glory. He's worthy of all honor. We serve an awesome God. Amen. Who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. And God is good all the time. Our circumstances may not always be good, but God is good. And honestly, I'm excited. I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for what God's going to do in your life. I'm excited for the journey we get to take as believers and as a church and as a community of faith. And I love what Melissa was saying, that we're focusing on it. And I don't think we should be focusing on it. I think it should be our focus. Connecting with people, connecting people to us, connecting people to Christ, connecting people to the community of faith. But sometimes I think it slips from our field of view because we're consumed by life and the affairs of life and the concerns of life. But that's in Matthew 6 where it says, do not worry. Don't worry about what you eat, what you drink, what you wear, what you have, what you don't have. Seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. My paraphrase is, don't worry, I've got your back. I know what you need, I know when you need it. I've already arranged it, I'm doing more behind your back than you can see before you arrive. Just don't worry. Look to me, wait on me, seek me. And that's where Amanda was sharing just a second ago about that young family. That family is not my brother and his family. They're going through the same journey right now. This is a, another young father of five in another local church. And we got to give them some money from our missions fund. And it was beautiful because his wife messaged me and said, um, you don't even understand what that's done for us. I don't have to worry about the mortgage this month. And so this young father of five uh, who's, who is stressed out because he's the provider. He wants to provide for his family. He wants to protect his family. But church, you made a difference this week. So why don't you give God a hand and why don't you give yourselves a hand as you uh, grab your seats this morning. I'm excited for the word and I hope you are as well. Thank you, Drew. Thank you, Ainsley. You guys are amazing. Thank you, Amanda. If anybody knows how to do screens or just even touch a button, it's like an up arrow, down arrow, side arrow, side arrow. Or would like to learn so that Amanda one week can come and sit down here and not run between offering and then back to the screen and sound. But she's, like me during COVID, she's done a lot of uh, tutorials, YouTube tutorials that teach you how to do things you didn't previously know how to do. But is everybody good? Yes. You're not convinced of me. Everybody good? Yes. I'm good. And you know what, Jack? It's really nice to have you in church. Can we just welcome Jack? His VIP is a guest this morning. I'm just so glad you're here. It's really nice to have you here. So it's great. He's traveling. In, his, his sister is a local, and he's traveling through town and decided to come. I don't, did you just see the sign? Or yeah, yeah. yeah. Fantastic, Vincent, <laughs> Malaysian. Yes. Every church needs a Malaysian man standing at the front door, and we've got one. So we 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 left out. Thank you, Vincent. Hey, you know I. Uh, I recently was having a conversation with a friend of mine and he, he just brought up this thought about, we've just come through COVID, we did go through a time of lockdown and isolation. And he said, isn't it weird that um, you know, during that time, 
all sports and all social activities got shut down and people said they couldn't go to the gym anymore. So what they did is they went and bought weights and yoga mats and mirrors and whatever else they bought, you know, cycles to set up in their thing. And they, they worked out at home in isolation. But as soon as isolation and lockdown finished, they rushed straight back to the gym. He goes, and anyway, I thought to myself, why? I was like, well, because they're better together. They can achieve their their goals and their fitness goals better with a trainer uh, and with other people in a group setting. And they'd get pushed and they'd get encouraged. And he said, but isn't it strange that the church did the same thing? We went into a time of isolation. We went uh, to online we, we, because we had to, but not everybody's rushed back to church because we feel like we can do our faith and our walk with Christ on our own. But I'm, I, we can't. We were built and created for community. We're, we, we're better together. We, we encourage each other. The Bible says iron sharpens iron. Yeah. That, that we sharpen each other, that we, we knock rough edges off each other, that we, we help each other grow in our faith. And what I don't know, somebody else does. What somebody else doesn't know, I can encourage them in, in their faith. Uh, and, and I want to encourage, we're focusing on connection, and, and a pastor's worst enemy is an empty seat. It's, it's not a scowl, it's not a blank face, it's an empty seat. I want to encourage you, who can you connect to church? Who can you bring to the house of God? Because it's a house of hope and it's a house of faith and it's a house of life. And I want to encourage you to bring people into church. Amen. So the title today is Go After the One. Everybody say, Go After the One. I'm going to press this this morning because every single one of us has a one, has multiple ones. But, but there are ones in your life that are not in my life. There are people that God calls you to, to impact, to love on, to bless, to encourage, to inspire. Who are your ones? And I'm sure each of us right now, we're just, we've got somebody in our mind that we can think of, that we can encourage and that we can let, come to church. I want you to come to church with me. You, you, you'll enjoy it. You'll, you'll be inspired by it. The preaching's amazing. All right, let's go to Luke 15, starting in verse 1. It says this, if you've got your Bibles, Luke 15, starting in verse 1, says, Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to hear him. This is, this is amazing. When you, sometimes you just read over the scriptures. But this is Jesus. Jesus has started his ministry. He's traveling around, says, Then all the tax collectors and sinners drew near to him to hear him. They came close to listen to him. They didn't, hadn't heard what he had to say. They didn't have what he had to offer. They drew near to listen to him. In contrast to that, it says, and the Pharisees and the scribes complained. The religious folks complained. Those that had Jesus or knew, knew, the, knew the scriptures, they complained. The others that didn't have what they had drew near to listen. But the religious folk drew near to complain. It says, this man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them saying, what man of you having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one which he has lost until he finds it? I love it. Until he finds it. How often have we started off in life with the one in mind? And I'm going after them, but then it gets a little tough and then it gets a little rugged. Then I get some opinion and some pushback and some, well, why would I or why should I? Or, and we give up. It says, which, which man 
will not go after the one until he finds it. That's commitment. And when he's found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you likewise, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no need of repentance. Jesus isn't interested in religion. He's interested in people. He's not interested in us just getting together today to tick the religious box of, I fulfilled my religious duty this week. Jesus is interested deeply in people's worlds. And his commitment is, I won't leave looking for the one until I've found the one. And when I've found the one, I will rejoice. Can, can I tell you, we should get joy from the things God gets joy from. We should, we, should, we should walk the steps that Jesus walked to achieve what he achieved. And there was a time when you or I were the one. There was a time where Jesus left the 99, where God left the 99 and everything else that was happening in humanity and in the earth and said, I'm coming after you. You're important to me. You hold great value to me. I'm coming up. I remember the day I gave my life to Christ. Back in 1993, I'd been raised religious, but on this day in August of 1993, I gave my life to Christ. I know where I was. I, I can remember the preacher. I can remember walking, raising my hand, walking. God came after me. But the Bible says that, that it's God's will that none should perish. So it's not just good enough that I've been saved and I've received salvation. God now wants me to do something with the salvation that has been graced upon my life. Amen. The call upon our lives is not to sit, but to go. And it's like, bugger. I just want to sit. I just want to get comfortable. I just want to enjoy this, this good feeling, that nice singing, the environment, and let's go to lunch after, let's hang out. That's not what we've been put on this planet for. You've been put on this planet to transform lives, to make a difference in somebody else's world, to bring faith, hope, and love, to inject vision, and future into somebody else's soul. You can be the difference in their life that changes everything. Amen? And uh, it's, it's just funny because here in this passage we see the religious. They're, they're coming to observe, critique, and form opinions. And we've probably all found ourselves at some point in that place. They could do this better and they could do that better and make his glasses aren't even clean and it's just disturbing me because I'm trying, to, I'm trying to hear him preach and now all I can see is the smudges on his glasses. Yet we've all... But, but what happened was the sinners and the lost, they came close to listen, learn, and leave. That they had a different objective. Who is this man? What does he have? What can I, what can I glean from this? I'm going to go and live. You see, we're not called to sit. We're called to go and bring life to those that don't have life or true life. The devil comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that you may have life and life more abundantly. So I can exist without living. But God wants to cause us to come alive in him. We're called to be salt and light in a dark and hurting world. And I know this is Christian, come on, just, just say something nice to us. Well, this is the nice part of the gospel. The nice part of the gospel is you can make a difference in somebody else's yeah, life. Yeah. Because of the, 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 the gospel and the transformation that took place in your life, because you're not what you used to be, because you're not who you used to be, somebody else can truly live. Amen. And I love what it says in 2 Timothy 1.9. It says, he has saved us and called us with a holy calling. You were saved and called. 
you were saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ and called according to his purposes in the earth. That, that for me, that, that's awesome. And, and here's the thing. Salvation was Jesus doing something for us. Following the call on our lives is us doing something for him. Salvation is a grace. Salvation is a gift. Salvation is free. But what I do with that is important. Amen? You're very quiet this morning. Who are your ones? Because I, I kind of, over the years, I know who my ones are. My ones are the ostracized and the marginalized and the lonely and the hurting and the broke. I see them. I, like when, when we're anywhere, I see them. And so I'll go after them and, and befriend them and talk to them. Well, but who, who are your ones? Is it business people? Is it Who are your ones? Go after them. See them. Have eyes to see. Go after them. I want to encourage all of us to give somebody Jesus this week. Wherever you find yourself. And, and here's the thing. Let's not make excuses. Let's not make excuses for why I can't. I, I'm, I'm too mortgaged. I'm too, I'm too married. I'm too old. I'm too busy. I'm too hurt. I'm too sick. I'm too... The definition of an excuse is an invalid reason for a neglect of duty. You've been saved and called. Let's not make excuses. We are the church. We are empowered of heaven. We are filled with the spirit of God. We are truly living. Let's not make excuses for why we won't invite others into that sphere. Amen? All right? You're doing well, Christian. Keep preaching. That's fantastic. Matthew 28, 18 says, Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority in heaven has been given to me uh, and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always to the ends of the age. Disciples are made, they're not born. People get saved, but disciples are made, and God's given us the tools to make disciples. He's shown us how we can, we can make disciples. He's given us the Gospels. He gave us salvation. His faith, hope, love, victory, future and hope, grace, mercy, the power of the Holy Spirit. Each of you have been created with the ability to see lives transformed. Don't nullify, don't water down your existence on the planet. You don't exist just to suck in oxygen and live entertained. You are a creative force in the earth today. You literally, you have the power to change lives because greater is he that is on the inside of you than he that is in the world. That you can speak creatively. And I, I said this the other way, but, but God's word in your mouth is as powerful as God's word in his mouth. It's a creative force. Isaiah says that, that not one word spoken in the name of Jesus returns void, but it accomplishes that for which it was sent. You speak anything in the name of Jesus, it will come to pass. It, it, it manifests. It, it, it takes form and shape instantly when you speak it. Because the name of Jesus is higher than ever. Anyway, I'm not, that's not even my message, but it sounds, it sounds good. And I'm, I'm... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I formed you in the mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, Don't say I'm too young. You must go to everyone I send you and say whatever I command you. So our lives need to reflect heaven's values. 
One of the greatest values of heaven, verse 7, it says, I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no need of repentance. There'll be more joy in heaven. There'll be more celebration. There'll be more, come on, let's do over one sinner that repents than over those that are already there. Because those that are already there are already there. But God's will is that none should perish, but all should come to eternal life. We should be stirred by this. This should stir us to, to speak to our families, to speak to our friends, to speak to our work colleagues, to whoever it is that God, whoever it is that's your one, to go, you know what, I'm going to get beyond uncomfortable, I'm going to get beyond personality type, I'm going to get beyond what I want to do, and I'm going to do what God wants me to do. We need to leave the 99s to gain the ones, and this needs to be intentional because 99 looks very much like 100. 99 looks like 100. If there was a group of 100 people sitting or if it was a group of 99, could you tell the difference? No. You can tell the difference when you've had your heart inclined towards people. When, when our heart is inclined, I notice who's not here. I notice who hasn't been for a little while. I notice who's missing. God knows who's missing. And he wants us to know who's missing. He wants us to know who needs some love, who needs some encouragement, who needs some attention, who needs some blessing, who needs some community. Go after the one. Can I encourage you? Go after the one. If you learn four words today, go after the one. Go after the one. Go after the one matters. The one makes a difference. One makes a difference in this community. I, I want the ones in the house, not for numbers' sake. I want them in the house because then they're, they're, they're in a safe place. They're in community. They're surrounded. They're connected. Coals that are, are separated quickly go cold. Coals that are heaped together stay warm for longer. We, we need to be on fire, burning for Christ every day of our lives. And the deal is this. We're not all called to be evangelists. We're not all going to be Reinhard Bonnke or, or Tim, Tim Hall or whoever, but we all are all part of the search part. Jesus is the saviour, we're the invitation. He, he is the saviour. If you invite people to church, they'll come. Universal stats say that 7 out of 10 people, most stats are made up on the spot, but 7 out of 10 people, it might be 8, it might be 6, but 7 out of 10 people would come if they were just invited. And I think of that scripture in Psalm 122, which says, I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. We can bring gladness and joy into people's world if we will just invite them to community, to church. And can I tell you something? It's simple. No, it's not. It's awkward. No, it's simple. No, it's not. It's, it takes me beyond what I'm comfortable doing. Bad luck. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. Jesus Christ hung on a cross. He, he died the most brutal death you could ever. He had nails uh, driven into, um, um, thorns driven into his, his head. He had his back scourged. He had his beard ripped out. He was spat on. He was insulted. He was degraded and he did it. Looking beyond that moment to the joy set before him. Can I tell you there is joy beyond the moment? There is joy beyond the confrontation. There is joy beyond the awkwardness. There is, there is, there is lives. There are ones and they matter. So just... Here, simple. Ask someone to church. If you don't want to do that, invite somebody to your connect group. If you don't want to do that, invite somebody to your place for dinner and form relationships so you feel comfortable. Then ask them to connect group. Then from connect group, then ask them to church. It's if you if you forget that, call me this week and I'll text it to you or I'll, I'll tell you. Invite somebody to church. Invite somebody to connect group. Invite somebody to dinner. Revolutionary. 
Let, let's go beyond the social norm and let's give rather than taking. Because most people on this planet are consumed with consuming. Are, are, are taken by what can I get next rather than what can I give, who can I bless, how can I love more, how can I, how can I become a bigger person. Isaiah 54 says, enlarge the place of your tent. Do you know how the, the church gets bigger and the ones come in? We get bigger. We enlarge the place of our tent. We create more space for God to fill. We allow our capacity to grow. We allow our, our personality to grow. We allow our faith to grow so that we can move beyond my concerns of today and I can look towards somebody else's. Amen? Yeah. You know, there's a quote I read it this week. It said, we may impress people with our strengths, but we connect with them through our vulnerabilities. So, so how, do you, how do you go after the one? Be vulnerable. Be you. Be real. Nobody needs a super saint. Everybody needs reality in their world. Somebody that's going to be that's going to talk real with them, that's going to listen real with them, that's going to do life with them. Find points of commonality. I'm going to come to that uh, shortly. People just need the invitation, and and I think sometimes we don't uh, be the invitation because we fear man's uh, disapproval or rejection or whatever. Go anyway. Go anyway. Jesus was rejected. Jesus, but the Bible says that you will be hated in this life because of me. You'll be hated, you'll be despised because of me. Go and sow seeds anyway. Go and sow seeds, fly the flag. The Bible says that we're Christ's ambassadors. We reflect his values. We reflect his heart and his wishes in the earth. We can reflect the wishes of God in the earth today. Go out and be an ambassador for Christ. I love this. Billy Graham once said that the average person that gets saved has met 11 Christians and had 14 spiritual conversations before they make the decision for Christ. So the ones that you're speaking to, the ones that you're sowing seeds into, the ones that you're displaying your Christianity to, there's others as well. And the awesome thing is we all get to play a part in in somebody else's life being connected to Jesus Christ. I need Jesus Christ. I needed to be connected to Christ. We all need that connection in life. Amen. Matthew 13, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall, it be, how shall it be seasoned? It's good for nothing, thrown out, trampled underfoot by men. You're the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let people see the light of your life. Let people experience God through you. Be salt and light, season, flavor, bring out the best in people. Light, illuminate, show people the way. Amen? Amen. We don't need to be supernatural. We just need to be natural and God can be super. And we don't need to be incredible, just credible. Our yes being yes, our no being no, doing what we say, living like the word says. Is this helping anybody? Let's be part of Team God. Let's be that part of that 11 people that, that connect somebody to Christ. We've all got our own spheres of influence. And I just want to encourage us this morning, just quickly before we finish, about how to sow seeds. How to, how to sow a seed into somebody's life that they can be that one step closer to Christ, that the one can come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. The first thing is be a positive and, and encouraging person. Every day, just be a positive and encouraging person. When I hang with Pete, I feel, I feel like it's just it's positive and it's encouraging. And there's a solution to every problem that we face. And there's, a, there's a, adapt and overcome. His motto in life, yes, his military is, but adapt and overcome. But I feel encouraged and inspired when I hang with him. 
be, be an inspiring and encouraging person. Uh, smile, laugh, genuinely enjoy life. Be, be agreeable. If I can encourage you, church, let's find, find points of commonality, not of division. If there's a hundred things that, that we disagree on and are different in our life, but one, I'm going to find the one thing that we've got common and I'm going to sow into that, that field. I'm going to sow in. You love writing. Fantastic. I, I, let's, let's write. We might be different in, in 35 other areas, but you like to write. Let's write. Let's write and then let's have a coffee. And then we have a coffee and then coffee opens up a conversation and conversations and, and life starts to flow. Find points of commonality. Yeah. Make people feel important and special. Every single person you meet, Jürgen, who's one of my great friends, every single person he meets feels 10 foot tall and bulletproof when they leave. They may have never met him in, in their life, but they feel like Jürgen is their best friend by the time they leave. Make people feel important. Make people feel special. The second thing is this, be a question asker. Melissa's brilliant at this. Ask questions. Find people's story. Find out about their world. Find out about their interests. Find out about where they're from, where they're going, what their dreams are. Ask questions. It will open people up. When I just give you my opinion and I just tell you what I think, it shuts people down. And people go, well, I, I don't need or want what you have because I'm not really interested in it. And you're not interested in me. Just be interested and a question asker. Uh, don't talk about yourself. Talk about them. There are some people who just have this gift of redirecting consistently. No, no, tell me about you. Don't worry about me. Tell me about you. And again, Melissa's brilliant at that, but this is difficult for most people. I want to challenge us. Don't talk about yourself for 24 hours. Set yourself a goal that for 24 hours you will not talk about you. You'll only talk about others or the other party. Or I, I tell you, you're going to struggle. My hair looks very good today. My new shoes. Anyway. Talk boldly and enthusiastically about your church life. Be proud of church. Be proud of your Christianity. Be proud of your faith. Be proud of who you are because who you are is who you are. Don't live in the shadows. Don't live one person on a Sunday and somebody else on a Monday. If we really want to attract the ones into relationship with Christ, we need to be, we need to be taken by and proud of who we say we are. I'm a believer. I'm a Christ follower. My life has changed since I came into relationship with Jesus Christ. The, the anxieties I used to have, the fears I used to have, the things I used to do, I don't do anymore because God changed my talk positively. Just and Because here's the thing. If people ask you a question, you have the right to answer that question. You have the right to tell them who you are. They may be a, an atheist. They may be a, a, a whatever. But, but you're a Christian. Be a Christian. Enjoy being a Christian. Love being a Christian. Love the fact that you're saved. Love the fact that you're graced by God, filled with the Spirit of God. Just love it. I, uh, I remember, and I've told this story once before, but uh, I, was at, I was at church where I used to work at Oxford Falls. My car was down at, at Motorvale being serviced. I got a lift to work, and I had to get back to Motorvale to pick the car up. So it was a 13-acre property. Instead of walking right around the property, I thought, I'm just going to jump the fence. I'm just going to walk across it's a lot quicker. I'm going to jump the fence. It was a wire fence. As I jumped the fence and I kind of used to flip over and then let myself, my pants caught on there and it ripped all my pants. So I had a big gaping hole and I'm thinking, my gosh, I've got to get to motivate. I've got a big, so I'm holding my pants shut on the side of the road hitchhiking and, and a car pulled over. And there was a guy in there. He's a little bit erratic and his name was Richard. And so I said, Richard, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I've got a hole in my pants. I've got to get to Motorvale. Can you, can you help me out? I said, yeah, man, get in. And from, from what was about a 10-minute trip, I just told him. He'd, he'd ask questions. I'd ask questions. I told him my story. What is that place? It's, it's massive. It's a church. What are you doing there? 
I'm a pastor. He'd given his life to Christ from from Warwick, where, where was it? Wakers Parkway all the way down to Motorvale. He said to me at the end of it, and he started coming to church, he had a heart condition, he's, he's passed away now, uh, but he gave his life to Christ and for the rest of his days walked with the Lord. But he, he just said, um, I was just taken by the fact that you were bold about I'm a pastor. And, and you, you, weren't, you weren't afraid of telling me you're a pastor or ashamed of that's what you do. He said, I've got a shotgun under my back seat. Like, I'm not even kidding. And he goes, and I didn't know who I was picking up and I was willing to use it if I had to. And he goes, but now I'm going to get rid of it. He goes, I've got bats, I've got knives, I've got a shot. He goes, I'm going to get rid of it all. He got rid of it all. He turned his, he was, a, he was an ice addict. Um, he, he got he got clean. He came to the Lord. He, and until the day he died, and he was only in his early, his, his late 20s, he had a heart condition. Until the day he died, he worshipped Jesus. But, but you can make a difference without even trying to. You can make a difference just because you're being you. Your influence is in your nature. Who you are is powerful. Who you are holds value. Who you are brings change to somebody's lives. Number four, understand where somebody is at on their spiritual journey and don't be a spiritual peanut. There's a saying that you can be so heavenly minded you're no earthly good. Don't be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. Meet people where they're at. It's, it's taken me 27 years to get to where I'm at. I can't expect somebody that's entering into a relationship with Jesus to be the same as me today. They don't want to. I don't want them to. They don't need to. They've got their own unique journey. Meet people where they're at and be gracious to people where they're at. Whoever you meet. I met a guy down on the street this morning. He goes, what are you doing up there? I said, oh, we're, we're running church this morning. And every other word had been an expletive. He goes, oh, well, that's good. I said, yeah, yeah, we're, we're here every Sunday, 10 a.m. He goes, oh, yeah, I've seen the sign. I said, well, if you want to, come up sometime. He goes, I'm on. And then there was a few more expletives, and then he went to make us the line. It's not hard. We can do it. We all have our ones. We all, actually, Wally's going to come and, and share a word. I think you said you felt very shortly, and I think it ties in with, with what I'm saying here. So we can't get lazy in our faith. Church, let's not get lazy. Let's not become, for lack of a better term, fat cows sitting in the field eating the cart. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.